And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show presented by Sling. Happy National Signing Day if you are listening to the podcast. Happy National Signing Day Eve if you are joining us on the YouTube stream as we record this live. It is, uh, it's about that time. Actually, as we record this at 8.36 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday night, Somebody has already signed. Oregon signed an Australian punter already because it's already 7 a.m. in Australia. So can I ask you guys something? Because I don't know the answer to this question. Is the right way to refer to Wednesday National Signing Day? I mean, it, it kind of is. If if you would like to like refer to the first Wednesday in February as National Signing Day, you could, but... I just didn't know like if it was the, people are signing. If it was so. proper to like write it in the story, like this is National Signing Day, because I don't think it actually is. It is it is actually National Signing Day. National Signing Day is when most of the high school players who are going to sign sign, okay. which is tomorrow. Okay. Today. All right. So I'm going to write it tomorrow, and if I if it's wrong, then I'm going to I'm going to forward them to you. <laughs> Who's going to tell you you're wrong? I don't know. Stupid Have you people? been in my comments lately? <laughs> like, only idiots would be would tell you you're wrong about this because tomorrow is National Signing Day. So I just don't know if I was an idiot because that's something I'm supposed to know. But you know, well. Uh, well, we're going to take there are some a risks. lot of we're things gonna... you're supposed to know, Ari. <laughs> so we're here with Grace Rayner, who, in addition to all of the amazing stuff she's been doing at The Athletic, has added a lot of recruiting coverage over the last few months. Some incredible stories, including one of my favorites. Grace, we got to talk about this one before we get into what's going to happen in the next 24 hours or so. You had an uh, just an amazing story, I want to say about a week and a half ago, about the highly sought after recruits and what happens when they have to call coaches and tell them no. Yes. The hard part, right? The part that no one thinks oh, about. the worst. Recruiting. Yeah. Totally. But how, so the, the one guy, the, the offensive lineman who's going to Alabama, he called like, he had a, a spreadsheet of people to call. Yes, he did. That was the most impressive part to me. Um, Alal Salinen, who is signing with Alabama. Also, he's in Finland, so he might be our next official uh, oh, signing. He's doing middle of the night. Yeah. What yep. time is it in Finland? Um, I'll find out. It's Hold after on. midnight. Yeah. What time? What, what time is it in? Uh, <laughs> what time is it in Helsinki? I'm in Helsinki. Right that's where he's that's from. a hell of a phone bill for that guy, huh? We we Facetimed. No biggie. It is three thirty nine a.m. currently in Helsinki. He can three thirty nine. Yes, he can. Didn't he know can sign in three was hours in and twenty one right minutes. Now, by the way, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so he'll be number two, right? Uh, presumably. Oh, if he wakes up on time, he might, he might sleep through his alarm. <laughs> but somebody who has a spreadsheet to call coaches to let them yeah, down, he ain't sleeping through his alarm. Isn't sleeping right? through his alarm? <laughs> no. But like no, my just... my thing is like I wish you would have quoted me on that, Grace, because I had a, a long list, like an Excel spreadsheet. Um, 
right after college for all the girls who wanted to like marry me. And I had to like call them all. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saving myself for a woman. I'm going to meet in like yes. 10 years. Don't uh, worry. But the, the trick is to keep it short, sweet and to the point. Don't let them down easy. Just be honest, be frank. Mm. And it, you know, it worked for me. I'm really proud of you, Ari. I was wondering yeah. where you were going with this. I was like, I, you, are we talking about a sport or a gender, a sport? Sport. I mean, a gender in your case. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was impressive because he, most of the kids called, you know, their finalists, their top five or the ones that they officially visited. And um, Olaus literally called, I think he said at least 30. So he got very good at this. Um, but he had said, you know, his recruitment was coast to coast and he was really open to everyone and felt like that's what he needed to do to be respectful. Continent so, to continent, really. I know, seriously. Um, but yeah, that one was, I thought, really fascinating. So this is a different national signing. And I know the rules were the same last year, but it feels like things have evolved now. And, and so the, the question I have, the one I'm trying to figure out, when we sit down and, and we'll be on a special episode of Stars Matter tomorrow, me and Ari and Mitch Light, when, when we do that, will the biggest story we talk about be about a high school player or about a transfer? Are we at that stage yet now where National Signing Day and Portal are just are just condensed into one thing? Well, they are one thing. It's it, it it's like when we when we visited Oxford, Ari, and we talked about this stuff with Lane Kiffin. He just said it's roster management. And that's that's exactly what it is. So this yeah, is, like me, Grace, and, and Max Olson have to get together and you know. Yes. Wonder Twins active Wonder Triplets activate, you know? Oh yeah. Because like it absolutely. really is. It's like cause how do you prop up like Michigan's recruiting classes is bad for what they're supposed to be. And then they just signed five automatic starters right away. And the oh, it's yeah. like, how do you properly evaluate what well, Darius done? Henderson? I'm so excited to see him playing at Michigan. I did a story on him his freshman year at, at Arizona state. He was like 17 years old playing his pac 12 defensive ends. And he was awesome. Animal. And he's just, he's a joy to talk to. Like I, I, I'm so excited for Austin Meek to get to talk to Ladarius. Like, because so. it's, it's disingenuous though, to criticize Michigan's class because that's not the entire picture of what they're bringing in next year. So that's going to be uh, a very difficult thing to do. So like the way I'm going to approach it, and I don't know about, about you, Grace on Wednesday is I'm going to try my best to focus specifically on, on the high school players they're bringing in with always leaving the caveat that, Hey, you can fill these holes um, in the portal, you know, it's like, cause even top five classes have holes in them, uh, depending on what the rosters look like and stuff. And people are gonna have to fill them up. So it's like, I, it is a changing landscape. And I think we're all kind of trying to figure out what the most prudent way to do it is moving forward. I agree with that, Ari. So Grace, I'm looking at the high school kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, and you just did a story on, on, cause we can't talk enough Dion and Matheson on, on our live chat pointed this out. Uh, you just had a story on the, the recruiting fallout at Colorado. Uh, the, the people who are kind of being cut loose because they don't necessarily fit what Dion wants. And I was reading the story and I, I hate to be mean. I don't want to be mean. They fired their coach in like week four. Did none of these players, parents or high school coaches tell them, you know, they may decide to go in a different direction. They were the worst team in the power five. And they may not think that you're good enough if they want to be better than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the really unique part about this situation is that 
even if a parent or a high school coach did tell a kid that, um, the athletic director told them, no, you're good. Um, we had at least two kids saying that we were told by the administration our scholarships wouldn't be pulled. So that's what I think was the unique part about that is that I think athletic yeah. directors Rick, usually Rick George sort of didn't didn't tell the truth. I think what happened the with Rick George nothing about the truth uh, realized that if he was going to take Colorado to the next level, if they had to stop doing things the quote unquote what, right way, and he's yeah. like, you know what, we're doing things the wrong way. You know what, I'm happy about that. I think the right way should just go out the window in college football. There is no right way. You yeah, want to you want to do it the getting, right way? Go to Harvard. Okay. Guess <laughs> who's getting fired if he hired a coach who was like, yep, we'll just take these guys, we'll just take all these other guys. Yeah, the guy Rick who George be, is the yeah. next guy fired in that case. Yeah. Probably before the coach that is okay with it gets fired. Yeah, no, and and that is it is bad. I mean, I I don't understand why anyone believes these people at any point anymore. And and I remember going through it. Now this was a different time because the the internet didn't really exist yet, and so it was my mom basically reading as many books and magazine articles as she could on how this stuff worked. It's not like that now. This information is pretty readily available. And you can see how how schools and coaches okie doke these kids routinely. And like there was a there was one the other day I was I was on I was doing a radio show on the Pac-12 channel on Sirius XM, and Arizona got a commit from a guy who'd been committed to Alabama. And you know, some of the people are acting like, oh my God, they got they flipped a guy from Alabama. <laughs> well, he's an offensive lineman. And Caden Proctor's probably flipping from Iowa to Alabama. Which has already happened. It happened. Right. Yeah. Oh, it happened. So, okay. Yeah. So at the time, at the time, it hadn't happened yet. Uh, I'm and pretty. I'm pretty happy that it happened though, because that's one less thing we have to worry about tomorrow, Grace. That's true. I feel like that there's only true. like ten top 100 players left, and half of them aren't even committing tomorrow. So it's going to be, I think, a manageable day. I'm hoping. Grace, do you feel like you're jaded enough covering recruiting? <laughs> jaded enough. I mean, I. I feel like now that I cover it, I've seen a whole new side to it and kind of like what you were saying is that it's just, it's unfortunate, but you can't always believe people. Anything um, anyone yeah. says ever. It's, I think it's sad, honestly. Um, I don't know. It bums me out for the kids when I, when I feel like they're getting told things that don't come to fruition. But then again, I think part of understanding the process and going through it is understanding this happens and you have to be prepared. Yeah, what, what, There's too much money at stake for people to be nice. I think that's fair. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. Are you one of the, one of the private QB trainers told me the story of, of two guys that, that he trains and obviously all like quarterbacks all talk, you know, this from, from covering it, you guys, but they were both being looked at by the same school and one had been offered. And then the school called to offer the other one. And so like the, the, the player's talking to the coach on his phone and FaceTimes the other quarterback on another device and has the coach on speaker so that the, but the coach doesn't know that both players are listening. And, and the player's like, so have you offered any other quarterbacks? The coach's like, no, no, absolutely not. Dang. <laughs> Dirty. Did the other guy talk? No, I would have been like, yeah, what about me, coach? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what told me last week. <laughs> I mean, so, that kind of happened to J.J. McCarthy in Ohio State. I don't know. I mean, I went to J.J. McCarthy's high school. It's been four years now, three years ago, and he went to Ohio State, and you know, he wanted to go there, I think, and they kind of said, hey, we're not offering guys right now. We're trying to get the film, and he accepted it, and then like a day later, they offered somebody else. He's like, screw you. I'm going to Michigan, and here we are. 
How'd that work out? It, it worked out pretty well for Michigan. Uh, it worked out pretty well for JJ. That's yeah, right. I, I just the thing that I think that you know it's like not honest or dishonesty. You know, the way that I would put the world the world of recruiting is a big jungle of verbal semantics. Yeah, you know, like everything yeah. is just like word salads and commitment. Does it mean what it's supposed to mean? Does does uh, offering mean what it's supposed to mean. None Grace of it means and I are anything. working on a the, story for next the, year about that. Like it's yeah, all yeah. bullshit. Like yeah, the and, only, the only thing that means anything is the paper that comes across tomorrow, but that actually still doesn't guarantee you anything. Like when Les Miles was at, L, as a, was at LSU, they got in a numbers crunch and a couple of guys, they signed. They're like, ah, too bad. We don't have scholarships for you. Whoops. <laughs> our bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just like the, the, the truth is, is that, you know, with how much money's at stake and the fact that these guys are taking scholarships a lot of times to uh, big time programs, I kind of just like view it as a cold blooded person too. a little bit of just like, you know, if you're really good enough and your and your play has merit, then you will find a way. And if you're not that good, then you're probably not going to rise to the top and it's all going to weed itself out eventually. So, um, you know, if it's my son, I, I feel like it would be harder to deal with because. You know, it's your family and you don't want people to be hurt by it. But I also understand, too, that the world's not a crazy place. If if Grace and I sucked at our jobs, they'd find somebody who were better and they would pay that person to do our jobs. Just kind of the way the world works. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's nice ways to do it. There's the Vanderbilt way, which Mitch Light will always say on Stars Matter, the right way to do it. And there are certain coaches who are more respectful or more cognizant of other people's feelings and how to handle certain things. And there's other coaches that are paid eight or nine million dollars a year to do a job and they're going to get it done no matter how they do it, whether it's within the rules or, or, or outside of the rules. And like that's kind of like in this new world of NIL, which I'm sure we're going to get to on the show, which is kind of like, you know, no more excuses, uh, no more. Uh, well, this would have happened if this if this other right. team was. Pl- it's just like find a way to get it done. You're getting paid nine million dollars a year, and if you don't get it done, then you stink, and you're going to get fired. And no matter what, no matter no matter what you say or how you want to come out into a press conference, it's not 2017 anymore. Just got to figure it out. Get the boosters on a bus, like so you maybe got to do some karaoke or something. Let's get the money <laughs> flying out of there. Let's oh do my a, lord, a fundraiser. I, let's get the. I get, want get the to be paid. on the booster booze cruise. Yeah, where you fill the Seriously. hat for nil. Can we? I. Whatever school wants to invite me on this trip, I don't care. Just do like no a names. ticket raffle, and if you want to take season. booze crew. Yeah. I'm going to protect the innocent. I won't even name the school, but I want to I want to be on your booster booze cruise where yeah. you're passing the Field hat. passes just went from free to $100,000 a game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this happen, guys. This is our next our, This is our next Andy Staple Show and Friends field trip. How many people make livings doing wedding planning? Why can't I do booster booze cruise planning? Uh, listen, you'd be good at it, Ari. I think I'd I'd and, and that is actually I'm old enough to party. I'll tell you that much. That is actually one of the more <laughs> pure NIL deals, by the way. The the experience with the athlete, the the yeah. whether you get to play a four, you know, play around a golf with them, or you get to hang out with them for an afternoon. Like that's one of the more pure athlete NIL interactions. So like that is a a perfectly legitimate transaction. So. Booze cruise with the athletes. I mean, I know what this sounds like, but it's within the rules. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm having an internal debate right now about whether I should say something. Say it. I know what you're going to say. I know exactly what it sounds like. I don't think you know what you're going to (laughs) say. And I don't know how to how to say it without offending certain people because there will be people on the show that are like you're an asshole for like saying everyone. This, but <laughs> why would never you even? You want, I was gonna say, Ari, this has never stopped you. I, I, I don't even. I don't understand the psychology of even wanting to meet them. Like I the understand, athletes? yeah. Like I understand, like it's your favorite team, and it would be cool to shake the quarterback's hand. But like the experiences of like pay a certain amount of money to eat dinner with somebody that you know doesn't want to eat dinner with you just kind of gives me the willies a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, you're a 48-year-old man and you work at a trucking company and you have a fleet of 19 vans and you make $100 million a year and, like, your wish at the end of the day with all that cash is to go eat dinner with Spice I, Young? I disagree, Ari, and what I'll tell kids? you why. When we were in Las Vegas, we met lots of fans of the show and it was awesome meeting them and hanging out with them. I know, but we wanted to meet them. Well... Maybe these athletes want to meet these people. Yeah, I because guess. it's financially beneficial to them. Yeah, I guess like, so. Me, I'm amazed they. You know listen, the dude Vaughn that, that we they met? listen to us. Vaughn's I'd hang out with man. that guy. I'd go hang out with that guy tomorrow Absolutely. if I were if I were near him. That guy I, was the shit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it yeah. the right way. J- but. Jason says fans don't want to meet them either. They just legalize cash apping to players to avoid the BS. <laughs> yeah, Jason, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know how to break this to you. That's allowed. If you would like to cash after them, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's stopping you. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's cool. Like if there's like an event or something, but like I saw a, a specific uh, leader of a, uh, of a collective, like posting pictures on his Instagram of like him with the players. It's like, dude, you're like such a loser. Like I, I uh, because it's just like, they don't like you. And the only reason they do like you is because you're writing checks. You know what I mean? Is that, do I sound like an asshole? No, no, I think I, I, I do think there's a certain there's a disconnect between people who, who want <laughs> Landis. it. <laughs> Look at Landis in the chat. <laughs> oh, my. Say his name. Wow. 
but th- there's a, I there's, am the danger. <laughs> th- th- there definitely is a disconnect between, and it's it's two separate mindsets. There, there's people who are happy to watch and don't really need to have the interaction. Don't don't care. There's a lot of people who really they want to meet them. They want to be close to them. They want to see them in person. Like it matters to them. It's just it's it's a personality thing. Yeah, I mean, if I were a, if I were a booster, I'd be more interested in meeting the coaches than the players. I think. I'd what meet. I'd meet the star court. If I'm if, like, I'd go on a booze cruise with Trevor Lawrence. That sounds like fun. You went on a booze cruise with Trevor Lawrence's lookalike. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it For just happened to be a know, college student who's a girl. <laughs> Grace Grace did an incredible story when she was covering Clemson on the young lady. She was in Georgia, right? Yeah, I had dinner with her last week. What? Yeah. <laughs> Does she still look like Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> she looks just like him. It's insane. She does. Yeah, she does. Were, She's were people Alabama coming up now. to her being like the Cowboys game was was awesome? Great she work. She said she said that Alabama students and sometimes Alabama football players will come up to her and be like, "Are you the Trevor Lawrence girl?" Like. <gasps> Yeah, she's a sophomore now at Alabama. So she's a celebrity at Alabama. She is, yes. She needs her own NIL deals. We got to get her on the pod. Yes, let's get her Could on. Could you imagine? Yes, like, do. there should be like a a Fritos commercial or something where there's like a duo dip or something and they just use her instead of Trevor, save 85% or 99% <laughs> of how much it would cost to get Trevor and just say, Trevor Lawrence look alike. Like, wouldn't that be just as effective as actually having Trevor? Absolutely. And then the she's next commercial. Time. You bring actual Trevor, Trevor. On with her. That yeah. sounds like yeah. a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. All right, guys. So last year, Texas A&M was the story of National Signing Day. They were the number one class, and and obviously they had some guys that didn't sign until February, so that class really wasn't complete. It does feel like this is a little bit more correction. Alabama and Georgia back on top, but there are some schools that are in that that you know middle range, middle of the top 10 range that we haven't seen in there in a while. Miami, Notre Dame, Texas is in there. Who do you think we're talking about the most tomorrow night? Uh, probably Alabama because they're going to get two more five-star prospects tomorrow and they're going to run away with the uh, with the recruiting crown again. I guess and they I, didn't. They didn't read all those columns about the dynasty being over. I that, that's yeah. Maybe, that, maybe it's not over yet. I have to admit that I thought the dynasty was over once a few years ago, and then I'm never doing that to myself no, again. Oh, don't do that. Um, but like, it is interesting to me because when you look at the uh, uh, at how it's going to wind up, I think that it's still going to be the same collection of four or five teams at the top. Now you have Miami and, and Texas and some of these other teams that are are kind of you know emerging again back into it, but. I think that the math is going to bear out where the collection of of talent isn't quite as condensed at the top as it was a year ago. I think 51 or 52 of the top 100 players last year uh, went to uh, five different schools in the top 100, and then the previous year was like 64 or five. Um, so I think this year you're, you're seeing a lot more of that talent spreading wait, out. Wait, wait a second, Ari. It's all the expansion the chi- of the playoff. All no, the it's cash. Chicken, it's cash. But yeah, all the okay. chicken littles told me that the schools that got all the best players would get more of the best players if you allowed them to pay. So you're saying that the talent is actually spreading out because you're allowed them to pay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know like for sure. Like all the economists said would happen. You know, we'll see how it how it pans out. <laughs> and as we're doing this right now, 247's rankings are down, so that's going to be super helpful for our podcast tonight. But 
Um, they are. Yeah, I, I'm trying to look at the team rankings to like look at some of the numbers here. I have. Because I, I added them. I added them up um, when I did some thoughts about a month ago, and it seemed to be uh, less condensed at the top. Like I think Alabama has top, uh, more than ten top 100 players. But I think there were four or five teams last year that only had ten or more, and I think Alabama is the only one at the moment. So, um, like the the con- what's the word? It's not as condensed. It's not as uh, right. It, yeah, it's not. It's as not as crowded at the top. Twelve and, uh, for Bama. We're f- yeah, we're flattening the curve. Yeah, yeah, Bama has twelve top one hundred right now. Thanks, it's Grace. About to be, it'll be fourteen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to finish, I believe, with five or maybe even six top one hundred or five star prospects tomorrow which is a normal year for Alabama, but it doesn't seem like anybody else is going to come close to that. I think Texas has four, but you don't have the Ohio State and Georgia mega classes that you've seen the last few years. And I think if the, if the recruiting rankings that we're getting this year were to happen four years in a row, that by the time we really get into stride in the college football playoffs expansion, you might have seven or eight teams that have a shot to win it instead of four or five, which, you know, I don't know if you can count on that because, once we the don't NILs, know yet, but we don't know but how that, it's going to be. That, sound, but like, that sounds kind of fun if that's what yeah, happens. Yeah, if you, I mean, honestly, yeah. that is and has been the main hope of most college football fans, right? Like the yeah. the, the hope yeah, for just parody more, and more hope at the top, more uh, a wider breadth of teams that actually have a chance to win the national title. And I, that's the thing. Like if Texas and Notre Dame land enough talent to legitimately be able to compete for the national title, and one class doesn't do that, three classes in a row does that. Mm-hmm. But three or four, yeah, like A and M yeah, signed yeah. 18, 18 top one hundred players last yeah. year. Like, think about yeah. how ins- I, I can't even wrap my brain around that. It's been a year, and I still can't get it, get it out of my head. I, I remember because I was doing all, I had to do all the the counting. Like when when I was writing all the stories about Dan Mullen at Florida, I kept having to count how many top one hundred recruits he had signed versus how many Georgia and Alabama had signed, and then A and M does that, and I'm like, that was more in one class than he did the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I think Texas has a top five class right now. This is all off memory. I don't know how you opened it, Grace, but I'm not having. I'm having. I believe a hard time. they were. No, yeah, they were number They're four when They're I looked at it. They're number four, and I think they yeah. only have five or six top 100 players, which is a third of what A and M signed in one year last year. You yeah. mean tell you? I pulled it. Up. I, yeah, is it tell, still crashing? We'll, we'll okay. do it. We'll do a, a game show to see how accurate I've been. One, two, three, four, five, six. Why do they have they? Uh, seven. Seven, but they've got, I, I don't know. 20, There's two people that are number 41. Yeah, yes, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe either. that's why it's down. Like the, the, the algorithm is, or not at the algorithm, but the that program just can't handle two people being ranked number 41. Maybe, like, maybe, they maybe, they're, twin. maybe they're twins. I don't know. Uh, Such a random there, no, there is the Brockermeyer no number 40. twins are not here. The, well, by the way, one Brockermeyer twin headed at CCU. CCU. <laughs> so. is that, am I doing that right? I think you are. Yeah, I want to do. I want. I want my new shtick to be like what Lee Corso did with it, but I just want. I want to do the hand signals. Just the hand signals because I have. I have extraordinarily small hands for a man. Give me, give me your territorial (laughs) cup rival forks up. Uh, it's this one. Uh huh. This is the Wildcat one. Uh huh. TCU. USC. (laughs) Florida State. No idea. Tomahawk chop. Oh, well, that's not a hand motion. That doesn't count. It's close enough. <laughs> you know which one I do know. Motion. You know which one. Yeah. Hey, forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you forgot go. about this one, too. <laughs> oh, and horns down. There we go. I like that. As, as, as shticks go, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few shticks. 
You do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> you certainly do. Hey, All Andy, right. before you Yo. go into your tampering, I, I had a, a stroke of conscience like while you were gone. Go for it. I felt bad because we shouted we shouted out Vaughn, but Jarrell, the other guy we met, was oh, also Jarrell cool. was awesome. Absolutely, so I wanted to say his name too. I didn't want and him the, to listen to the show and be like, "They didn't like me," because that's not true. He was awesome. Cherry Jordan Elevens. I mean, yeah, come on. yeah, he had him before the release too. Shout out to you too, man. Uh, I didn't yeah. forget about you. Exactly. Send me exactly. some winners because I'm getting crushed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> NHL, well, no bueno. <laughs> You're betting NHL. <laughs> you gotta How go back to women's basketball, Ari. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know because I didn't want to wait all, all night for the bowl game to start, and I'm losing that too. But okay, go ahead. Tampering. Two bowl games. All right, we're gonna talk tampering. So Monday night, this tweet comes out from Jeff Trailer, the the UTSA coach. Dear NCAA football, he tags NCAA football. How does UTSA football report Power Five schools who are trying to poach our young talent? How much evidence do we really need to make this not be a part of our game? Okay, here's the thing. You don't really need to tweet at the NCAA Twitter account if you're the head coach of a football team. You can talk to your compliance director. You can talk to your AD. You can talk to your conference office. You can call the compliance person in the conference office of the school you're mad at. They could also call Andy Staples. You could call the NCAA. You have the numbers. You could do that. Instead, just send out a tweet, which leads me to believe that you're not that serious about it. And now we get Mac Brown. Mac Brown had a press conference to preview the Holiday Bowl against Oregon. And he was talking about Drake May. And he was talking about hiring a new offensive coordinator and how Drake May got some input, not necessarily like hiring the guy, but got to to talk to, to folks. And Mac and Drake talked about the different candidates and their and their merits. And this is part of the reason why. And then the other thing in the, uh, the, the hiring process is Drake got offered a lot of money to, to go to different schools. And it's, it's tampering. It's 100% tampering, but he got offered the money and he decided to stay. Uh, so for the first time in my career, I had him talk to a couple of the candidates I was talking to because it was important for me, not, not that he hire, but that I wanted his opinion before they got here. Uh, because he decided to stay, and, and he could have very well left, um, and, and most people would have left. And, and he, uh, he believes in this place. He believes in this, this university, and it's his school, and, and that's why he stayed, or, or he would have gone if it had just been about the money. So I, I promised him I would get him a great teacher and would help him with footwork and would help him with his throwing motion. And, and, and Chip is, is a great teacher of quarterbacks. Chip is Chip Lindsay, their new offensive coordinator. Uh, so good press corps there at North Carolina because as soon as Mac opened the floor to questions, the logical follow-up was asked. Coach, who were some of the schools that offered Drake May money? Um, I can't say that. And, and don't ask Drake. He, he's a young guy and it's uncomfortable for him. Um, uh, you know who they are. Just look, look at all the ones that are getting the top recruits. They're the ones paying all the top money, so just you, you can figure that out. Take two of those ten, and, and you're right. You got it. It could, and, and probably more than the two that I know of. A quick follow-up, though. Isn't the best way to kind of expose what's going on and eliminate what's going on, put pressure on them by you giving us that information so we can 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. The problem is it's all done through agents, and they would absolutely say it was a lie. So there's no paper trail? Or there's no paper trail. There's no way to prove it. It's all agent to agent. So I'm going to throw it out there, but you can't possibly get any proof, and I'm not going to tell you any schools, and don't ask Drake. It's almost as if Mac was trying to use this as a recruiting tool for North Carolina. Look at all the money Drake could have taken, and yet he chose to stay here because we're awesome. Grace, you went to North Carolina, right? I did. How much money would it take for me to get you to go to Arizona State? If I offered you five mil, would you go? <laughs> yeah, I'd go. In the, middle, in the middle of your career. Where would you go? Like, what would? What about New Mexico State? Would you go there? For five mil? Yeah. Sure. Would you drop out of college? I mean, five mil plays, pays a lot of tuition I literally, elsewhere. Why are you thinking about it? Well, yes. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about my whole life. Like, can I live off of five million for the rest of my life? Yes. Yeah, probably. And you I can probably do, go back to college. And I and I mean this in the most sincere way possible. Oh. I would do ap- here comes the Arizona slander, reprehensible <laughs> things for five million dollars. <laughs> you know how many death chips I would consume. <laughs> if somebody offered my wife five million dollars to uh, abandon our family i'd be like that's fine you should do it you, that you is wouldn't so get, much you wouldn't money get to the benefits if she's gone that is so much money <laughs> <laughs> like i know drake probably is getting stuff at north carolina i'm not blind to that i know i also don't think get it was actually five million dollars and it wasn't five mil but yeah, yeah. I, we had this discussion yeah, the other day. Pat Narduzzi thinks it's $5 million. That's why he, yeah, yeah, that's why he said it was $5 million bucks yeah, on a radio Narduzzi show Pat Narduzzi thinks it was $5 million. And if it actually was $5 million, don't you think he would have gone? Wait, didn't Narduzzi say it was other ACC schools? Because they're not at the top of the recruiting well, that's, not Mac is rec- that's not <laughs> who Mac is accusing. That's not who Mac's accusing. Because I know which, school, I know which schools Mac is accusing. He's accusing Alabama and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But he won't say it. So, but then Ohio State's in a crisis right now because their entire fan base and their collective is complaining about how they're not paying enough money to keep players in the fold. So here, here's the thing. Guys, pop quiz. Who runs the NCAA? Who makes the rules? I don't think there are rules. No one. Well, there are. There's a 400-page Oh, book. the schools. The schools and the their schools. presidents. That's correct. All right. So the schools <laughs> make the rules. So if the coaches who work for the schools are that concerned about this, would they not make stricter rules regarding tampering? Like, with some draconian penalties. Like, if you're caught tampering with a player who is not in the transfer portal, you get a 10-year show cause. Just like that. You could pass that rule tomorrow. Why have they never passed it? It's almost like they don't actually care. And they want a built-in excuse when things go wrong. Also, people who accuse people... I'm just trying to think of like how to, how to say this right there. Like, <laughs> and then like, and Ma- like Max using it... Max spin-zoning it to make it a recruiting pitch, which I think is kind of awesome. Well, the kinda thing that's so, that's so interesting, though, is that like... And this is like not, not a great analogy, but it's the only one I have right now. Like they're all in the mob. And somebody in the mob getting mad at somebody for being the enforcer that does violence to somebody like right. you're still kind of a part of it. Yeah. It is a fraternity. There isn't a don't ask, don't tell policy. There, an omerta, like like yeah, in the actual it, mob. You're not supposed to rat. Yeah. You're not supposed to rat. Yeah. 
you know, basically, if you watch the first 10 minutes of Goodfellas, you have the, the handbook of how to be a good coach to your fellow comrades, right? Like, that's what it is. You don't want to end up in the trunk I of a car. I love Joe Pesci's the model for everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so that's one thing. And I, I understand, like, Mac doesn't want to get up into a press conference and get involved in a uh, uh, Mac's Nick the Saint. guy who can. Like, he's – listen. Yeah, I'm I would've. the one who wrote the story – debunking the rumors that he was retiring last year. I talked to Mac. I was like, people are saying you're going to retire. He's like, yeah, I've heard that too. Let's, let's clear the air. But I'm going to, I'm not going out on a particularly long limb when I say that I don't think Mac is going to be coaching for 15 more years. Like if he wants to blow torch somebody, he's the one guy who can. And so what, so what's the recruiting pitch then for North Carolina now that we are so good that we're worth more, yes, more we than are the money. So great. That players will turn down gobs of money to play at schools that are much more successful than us at football. Like <laughs> that's the pitch, and it's listen. It's a great pitch because guess guess who guess who did stay? Listen, I believe entirely that Drake May got offered money to go to other schools. Sure, sure. I do too. Oh, yeah. I don't believe it's five million dollars, but I do <laughs> believe he got offered money to go to other schools. I love how Ari. Uh, turns his camera off and coughs. When <laughs> Is he, that what I did? I meant to hit the mute button. <laughs> but but I do like I believe that with all my heart. Yes, I believe Drake May got offered money to go to other schools. Oh, but for Drake, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. No, but I'm, Drake I'm, May I'm taking... also also was committed to Alabama and flipped to North Carolina originally. So I was going to say it's a hell was, of a recruiting pitch for a school that doesn't have a commitment from a single top 200 player in this year's cycle. Right, uh, and it's also uh, let me ask. Let's play a game. Ari says, "Let's play a game, Grace." <laughs> How many schools in the FBS could Drake May play for the next two years and still be a first round draft pick? Is it all of them? Uh, yes, uh, I think USC would be happy with Caleb. Everybody else would trade their <laughs> no, quarterback no, for Drake like, May immediately. I'm saying like not even not even just being traded for. Like if I put him on Eastern Michigan for the next two years, is he they'll a first round draft pick? Yep. Yes, yes. He doesn't need Max help. Nope, he's a like, first round draft This isn't, a, no this isn't a, like, oh, we hired a really good offensive coordinator who's good with footwork. And the, he's like, you know what? Not going to take the five million bucks. That's not what's yep. happening here. And, you know, and any, but like the whole thing with this, with this buyout or not, sorry, this tampering thing and this NIL thing is that there is just a insane amount of numbers and rumors and figures that people who, um, you know, go on radio shows, whether they be coaches or agents or fans, it doesn't matter. And like 85% of it is just not true. We'll be right back after these words. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Right, and, and here's the thing. It behooves 
the agents and the middlemen and and everybody and the players too to artificially inflate this market just as it behooves the coaches for their agents to artificially inflate like Ray Tanner the athletic director at South Carolina really believed Will Muschamp was going to get the Auburn job if they fired Gus Malzahn which they didn't end up doing and that's how Will Muschamp got a giant extension that South Carolina then had to pay out when they fired him like these guys are bad at this if you pay JJ McCarthy bad at this five million bucks to go play at Ohio State next year, do you think he would do it? Like, actually gave him five mil? I'd do it. <laughs> I don't know if he would. Do you think that Ty Simpson would go play at Auburn for five million bucks? Well, if Ty Simpson's not going to win the Alabama starting job, which we have no idea one way or the other, I was about I'm, yes. just trying, I'm just trying to come I up think, with different quarterbacks. I think I'd take it rivalries. right now. Yeah. Think, like if you, Those are different because Ty hasn't played yet like JJ did. Yeah. I think I would, he takes it. I would like to do anything. If I were a player to, for five million dollars, we know that Ari. This is this this Grace. I don't think you heard last the last show. Ari was trying to explain to me and David Ubbin that Marcus Freeman was somehow at fault if he talked a player out of taking less upfront nil money to go to Notre Dame instead of Marcus Freeman. Who was at fault? I just wondered if there was like a, a soul searching involved. No, oh, hey, teenager, I'm an I'm a millionaire. You have no money. But, Why don't you not take the two million dollars to complain for me? But once David and I asked Ari why he didn't talk his wife out of the many, many better options she probably had, <laughs> the argument tended it just kind of fell flat. So, do you know who my father is? I do. I've met your dad. He's the greatest guy. He's in the just world. a random guy. I just I wanted He's to amazing. sound like a, a person who had a trust fund. Uh, I uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess. The only response to that is I'm as big of uh, a scumbag as anybody who tries to take somebody uh, out of their two million bucks. Our friend Catherine, hopefully drinking out of the athletic coffee mug that, that she got for her appearance on the show. Uh, guess what, Ari? If, if Ohio State offered J.J. McCarthy $5 million, Michigan would do quite a bit to try and match. Uh, perhaps my favorite, because you know every fan base has its own lexicon on their message boards and on their, their fan sites. My favorite phrase is Michigan's money cannon. Because Michigan fans jokingly refer to the money cannon. Anytime they need anything, they're like, pull out the money cannon. And I'm just imagining... Two, if, two years if, ago, the number one discussion that we had with Nick Baumgartner, uh, when you and I covered the Ohio State-Michigan game in Ann Arbor in 2019, was about how the upper uh, echelon administrators of the school didn't value football the way other powerhouses do yes, and that, my, more my, money than my God, wife, and that yes. nobody wants to employ that money because they have a certain uh level of uh ethics and morality to uphold right. and now they've got a money cannon so okay fine match it five million bucks well no Go they, ahead, they, they always joked about the money cannon because the money's always been there they've just yeah they just don't want to use it right they felt above this so i mean but, it's just like i think that it's just like Catherine is right there would I'm be just a bit imagining jj mccarthy but, like the guy at the carnival where the cannon would shoot him in the stomach with a cannonball, except they're shooting $5 million dollars in cash. <laughs> if, I were, if I were J.J. McCarthy, I would find a way to text Ryan Day and say, hey, on a non-work phone, what's some of those from the uh, mobile shops where you got a flip phone that can text with no tr- no traceable numbers? You know the ones that Saul Goodman sells out of a tent in Albuquerque? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd get one of those things, and I would text him and say, hey, dude, I'm not coming there. I love you. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to offer me five million bucks. You're going to get that money together. You're going to talk to the boosters. This is what's going to happen. You're going to offer it to me, and then I'm going to get the five mil from five point one million from Michigan. I'm going to take that money and I'll cut you a check for a half a mil for your troubles. Yeah, 
Eilis Gray still waiting for the inevitable Liberty University money cannon. That, that is the school that probably would institute a money cannon first. Cannon. Like a like a cash booth, like at the at, at the school fair where they have like the booth full of dollar bills and the wind. I mean, didn't the founder of that university's son uh, buy a four million dollar piece of real estate in Miami for a pool boy? I mean, if you if you would like to watch the documentary on Hulu, it's there. Like, think about how far that money well, can go towards NIL. It was NIL. founded by a televangelist. You, you know the old televangelist yeah. story, right? Like the, the televangelist, he says, you know, you need to send as much money as you can to me. We're going to make sure we do God's work. And you say, well, sir, but how, how, do, you, how do I know that God's going to get the money? He said, okay, I'll, I'll make you a deal. He said, I'm going to take all the money that you've given me, and I'm going to draw a big circle on the ground. I'm going to throw all the money in the air. And whatever God wants, he keeps <laughs> so that's Catherine's I mean, right I've been kind of on one tonight I'm going to settle down no I, the last I think 15 minutes we're a little bit loopy because we are because yeah. my baby vomited all over the uh, floor right before this podcast started well at least it wasn't all over your face because that wasn't. happens too yeah see what you have to look forward to Grace Parenthood's amazing. Looks like so much fun. <laughs> so, so we uh no, we're a little bit loopy because we're we're less than 10 hours away from the onslaught of of signings. And I, I am I, I love National Signing Day. Always have. I I realize it's it's somewhat truncated because you you do have the people signing in February and now we're talking about transfers and all this stuff. But like when somebody's mom steals the facts. And and goes running. That's the Grace greatest. did that story too. If you haven't noticed, all the best recruiting stories of the year were done Grace. by Grace. Exactly. No, no, <laughs> She's taken no, my job from me. No, but uh, no. um, that is uh, uh, that was a really good story too. What's the craziest thing that you guys would do as parents if your kid was a five star on signing day? I would go get five million dollars and send him to. To a community college in Tucson, <laughs> I, I would I would do what I I would do what I saw CJ Spiller's mom do when he announced he was going to Clemson. I'd be like, "What?" Because she didn't know, and well, she I, didn't know either. Right, and I'd I'd probably I'd probably know. I'd just be like, "What?" You act like want, you didn't, or like Jacob Copeland's mom like walked off. <laughs> when he announced he was going to Florida, I think she was wearing an I Alabama. Would shirt. like to like think that I wouldn't be too involved. But like I feel like I would you be just in, said, says the dad who's like I'd take the five million and I would like I would be like I would be one of those dads that's that's calling the shots and like okay we're sh- like, well I would like to it, think I wouldn't be too involved but I l- legitimately I would I would try to shield my kid from a lot of this BS yeah I try to explain fair. to them like and 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 I tell the coaches I mean like you know if if we ha- encountered Rick George situation and Rick George told my kid your scholarship's going to be honored be like Rick I don't believe you because I cover this for a living. Yeah. So yeah, if my kid was going through it, I would be like, son, I want to shield this from you. I love you very much. It's a dirty game. You're too immature and and you haven't been through the world yet to see how it works in the business world. This isn't to steal your shine. This isn't to do anything to put you in a position where you feel like you don't have control. Um, this is just to protect you and, and to protect your name so that you can focus on the things that are important. And then I would put him in the other room and I'd be like, okay, so how much are we getting here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest bag we can get? <laughs> Ari, what you just said, though. <laughs> All right, guys, where's the money? Has happened every year. Let's see, what is, what is, is college, college football is like, like 157 years old. 
That's happened for 156 years. <laughs> yeah. That very scenario. Here's my plan. You you commit to my alma, alma mater's rivals out and then switch on signing day. That's funny. I love it. Before we get to our crazy signing day predictions, we do want to clean up a little news. Devin Leary, former North Carolina State quarterback, he's going to Kentucky. Dude, how about Kentucky, dude? Grace? Liam Cohen, Liam Cohen maybe coming back? I don't know, man. That Devin Leary's a stud. That's, that's, a, that's a good good pickup. Kentucky is a football school. Let's just put it that way. Well, Will Levis is going to be a first-round pick. I know a lot of people don't believe he should be. He's going to be just because of traits and, and all that stuff. And it's if you're Devin Leary, you're looking at that going, okay, he played in this offense. And, and like, like I said, it's likely Liam Cohen, Cohen heading back. So he gets to play in that offense again. And... It's a big deal. Uh, waiting to hear on Graham Mertz. Waiting to hear on Grayson McCall. We have heard on Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt, though. You know where he's going to play next year? The suspense is killing you. <laughs> I didn't see that he announced. I'm on the edge of my seat. Where? Tulane! Oh, oh, wait. I think I did see that. He, he did it a few minutes ago. It wasn't long ago. Okay, I did not see it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he did it while we were recording this. I saw a crystal ball for DJ Uyunglele. What was that see, one too? See, did you see it, Andy? Was it? I, I see it. I see it in the chat. I'm afraid to look this up because I think I know what it is, but I'm scared. Now I can't find it. <laughs> there's too. There's too much spam in the chat. There's is it Andrew Hawaii? In the chat. Hawaii. I mean, didn't see you that. Got to play somewhere. <laughs> Come on, dude. Now I have a reason to gamble at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> if DJU's playing for the rainbows, let's go. That would be something, man. That would be wild. Wait, but Ari, where do you think? Because now that obviously Dante Moore is at UCLA, like, what's the second most logical landing spot for DJU? If it is not well, UCLA? Dante Moore isn't what stopped DJU from going to UCLA. They got the Schley kid from Kent State, and Correct. he's really good. So he's going to put up some numbers next year. Fair. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I thought it would be P5. I did too. I, I thought it would be P5 West I, Yeah, West Coast. I thought, I thought, and I thought maybe he'd go play with his brother, but, you know, his, his brother. His brother's probably going to go to USC now. Yeah, and that job's taken very much so and, and probably taken in the future Seat's after taken. Caleb leaves. Yes. Seat's taken. Yeah, so. <laughs> man. All right, so. That's it. So if let's say DJ, if DJ did put up a graphic announcing he's going to Hawaii, that would be up there with the kind of stories I was talking about. Like, what's the craziest thing that could happen on National Signing Day? That's one. That would be it. What, are you like what with that that decision? If that's what were to happen, are you just like saying, "All right, guys, the jig's up. I'm just going to go enjoy myself in Hawaii for the next few years." Or do I mean, you do you achieve listen. your NFL dreams? I mean, Grace, you're more familiar with this than we are. So, like, I, like, what's what's the deal here? I don't I don't know what the sales pitch is. I don't know. Uh, I the Hawaii portion of it. I I don't know that I have any thoughts <laughs> any or intel. information. Like, on, I mean, I even on, like on a place one. like Syracuse or something. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I, mean, I, I thought do it'd think be a he power needs to change the scenery for sure, and I think getting closer to home. Would just get that's him not closer start, to home. Is that closer than to Clemson, home? Though? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How far away is Hawaii from Clemson? California? Is actually closer to home than Hawaii. 
My is geography it? is I th- it. I think I think L.A. is the halfway point between Hawaii and Clemson. I'm gonna look this up. LA uh, to in the Hawaii. chat, DJ, you was a fan of Magna PI. <laughs> Maybe my all-time favorite show. Oh, I just wa- I want to reboot with DJU as Magnum. I don't know who plays Higgins. I don't know who plays TC and Rick, but I need this to happen. Grace and I are too young for this, Andy. Oh, Hawaii I, uh, is further by 200 miles. Yeah, it's far. I I, I think I, I I was pretty sure on that one. I, I didn't feel like I was Yikes. pulling that out of my you know where. Rough day for so. my geography. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hawaii doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I have no idea. I would I would imagine that DJ can can get to a power five school. I, I yes. If, if he's not at a power five school, it is totally by choice. So I would agree with that. <clears throat> but Ari's face. Ari, you don't look convinced. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, it's nice. So there's it's nice there. There's no way Alabama's getting unseated at number one, right? They're going to get a couple more five stars. They're going to be number one. Uh, it looks like they're going to be number one, but there is a path. Like, I mean, if those two five stars go, then it's over. Uh, but Georgia's going to get um, Damon Wilson, the five-star defensive end from Florida, and they are kind of on the on the heels a little bit. So it would it would kind of need to be Alabama's day is terrible, and um, Georgia has a great day. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. And, and Georgia's still in on a few top 100 defensive linemen like Jordan Hall out of Jacksonville and uh, cornerback Daniel Harris out of Miami. So, Any you know, long the, time? So la- last year it was Travis Hunter who was the longtime committed player who shocked the world. And I remember when that started leaking out early in it was it was in the morning that it started leaking out that he might be going to Jackson State. And yeah, if we're thinking like, of like shocking things that like long term committed, like I don't know if it was shocking. Um, like because when Travis Hunter did did Jackson State last year, there were no stories a week before that he visited there or anything. No, so there was no, no like like Caleb right, Downs visited was Ohio Florida, State. That like, could be the assumption one. was. Florida State is getting the number one recruit last year. Right. So that like I'm trying to think of like what would be the prospect that you know nothing about, have heard nothing about that does something crazy. Like, like I wonder, is a five-star player that is currently committed to another school right now going to commit to Colorado tomorrow? Ooh. I bet somebody does. Like if if like like somebody that we're not talking about at all who wasn't on a visit there or whatever. I, I bet somebody would do it sight unseen. If yes. Dion was in on them already or was trying to get him to Jackson State and there was a relationship, somebody might do that. Five, I, rec- five. I think recruits, I mean, not five stars, but recruits have already done that. We've heard that, Ari, where yeah. we've talked to kids who've never been to the state of Colorado before who are committed there now. I'm trying to, so you said make up your funniest uh, thing that could happen tomorrow? What, yeah. Uh, my funniest thing happening tomorrow in the craziest sense of the world, would be Arch Manning going to Colorado. Could you oh imagine? My God. <laughs> could you imagine the vitriol <laughs> that, that would the happen? The internet would like, explode. <laughs> it's not just Arch Manning flipping because people would love the Schadenfreude of Texas, but like the the Schadenfreude of Texas mixed in with the hatred towards Dion's uh, yeah. situation I, I there would like, be if, if if he did flip, which we don't think he's going to, and. I don't think that's going to happen. No, he just made that up. Don't Georgia or something. Yeah, it wouldn't be to Colorado. But if he if he really flipped to Colorado, that was just my funniest storyline I could come up with. Can you imagine watching Twitter just scroll when that happened? Yeah, I mean, remember when how crazy Twitter was the two days after Arch had just committed? Imagine a flip. Well, that's what it, it would be like. A it would be like a 
the, so the play that ended the Raiders Patriots game the other night, something that wild ending the Super Bowl. That's what Twitter would look like if Arch flipped to Colorado. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> This is, it's just such a funny uh, slice of the sport that, you know, I think that wasn't quite as mainstream 10 years ago as it is now. Yeah. Um, But like my job tomorrow, I was going to go up to Denton to see uh, Anthony Hill's announcement. And then he Mm -hmm. announced on Friday night when I was out with my wife and I was just like, well, there goes that. Uh, Because nobody wants to go to an announcement ceremony where the guy's just signing at a place he's already committed to. Um, So my, my duty is to stay at home and contribute to the blog and tweet a lot and do radio hits and do podcasts and do everything that I can to, to contextualize people. And then I think, I think at the end of the night, I'll probably do like a 9,000 word thoughts piece for the following day. Like I do every year. People, people tend to like it. Um, Nothing like an Ari Wasserman brain dump. There, there are a lot of those in in the recruiting realm (laughs) and people used to, yeah, give me a lot of flack for them. But the last few have, you know, people have been like, Hey, you know, we appreciate this. And it's like, thank you. Cause it takes a lot of work and it's hard. It, this is this is just very interesting because the tapestry is different. You know, five years ago, five years ago, six years ago, before the first early national signing day, there's the one day in February, the transfer portal stuff was not a thing. NIL was not a thing. The way it all weaves together now is so fascinating to me. And... I do think the biggest story we'll be, we'll wind up talking about is somebody we've already seen play in college. Because he's a portal guy. Well, and and who signs from high school will affect who signs in the portal too. Because there's how many there's, spots there has already been some pretty monumental shifts. Like Dante Moore flipping from Oregon to UCLA is very significant. It's a big one. Yeah. Big, Caden and, and Proctor flipping from Iowa to Alabama is significant. Yeah. So th- there have been some some big ones already, but I I am very on alert to see. And, and Andrew Pace wrote, how about Arch Manning to A&M and Peyton Manning being announced as the offensive coordinator on the same day? That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> well, they, they, they may be down to Peyton at this point in that, that search. <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on there? Yeah, that's a podcast on. It's topic for on. Thursday. You're not, but, you're not going to believe this, but people might not entirely believe that Jimbo Fisher <laughs> is willing to give up play calling You know what forever. I think that the, the, the podcast should be about tomorrow night, and I think it will be, is analyzing the five or six first-year head coaches that went to big-time programs and seeing who did the best. Well, and, and yes, and, and how aggressive were they? Like, I, I for instance, Hugh Freeze, I believe, has flipped five players from five different schools. Very different philosophy than his predecessor at Auburn. So, uh, like, I want to see what he does and, and how does he reshape that roster because that roster has to be rebuilt right now. And here's the other thing. Starting Thursday... That's when all all the assistant coach moves that we know are coming but have not been revealed to the players who are signing tomorrow. That's when all that happens. Like, I imagine we're going to have Scott Docterman on at some point in the next week, Ari, to talk about how Brian Ferentz isn't Iowa's offensive coordinator anymore. Like, that's probably right after that game would be my guess. Which, by the way, I, I, I it, would not bet my life on that, but sure. It's going it's gonna, it's, it's gonna to rain at the Music City Bowl. Everybody's saying bet the under, and I feel like I just have to bet the over just because. Is it? It's still above thirty, though, isn't it? Like thirty-one. It's, it's and not a half going still? below thirty. Okay, it's gonna rain. Will Levis isn't playing. Chris Rodriguez isn't playing. Does Iowa have any quarterback? It doesn't I mean, matter Kate, who's playing for Iowa. Kate McNamara <laughs> can't play. So, 
<laughs> There's going to be a bunch of grab ass in that game. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that they're going to get close enough to anybody's ass to grab it. I bet an under today and <laughs> the I bet an under today and it was over five minutes into the game. And there was a, a blocked uh, extra point return for a touchdown, and I just shut it off. I was just like, I'm, I'm not getting there today. <laughs> How many like, times like, have you bet the over on Iowa? Um, I think I did it like three times this year, and I went 0-2 the first two, and then I hit the last one, and then I stopped. Rutgers, I just had right? To, I just had to conquer the demon at least one time. Rutgers was the, the It wasn't the about Iowa money over. for me. It was about proving a point. I wanted, to, I wanted to be right the one time they hit the over. All right. I'm going to offer Ari $5 million in NIL money. We'll see I'll if he shows anything. up at the I'll podcast tomorrow. I'll even do gardening tomorrow. at your house. I'm gonna, I'm gonna t- I do not want you gardening in my house. You will ruin my yard. <laughs> I had to... I will, um, I will pay I had someone to, competent, sir. I had to clean my garage out the other day, uh, two weeks ago. And the internet thing is in my garage. And I hit it with the hose and knocked out the internet in our house for two days. That's and, why Ari wasn't on the show. And that's why I wasn't on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also put a hose on in the backyard. And I pulled the hose off. And the, the part of the hose that you screw on is stuck onto the thing now. The hose Onto bib. the spigot. The hose bib. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, is stuck on. I cannot get it off. And I like ripped skin off my hands trying to do twist you, it off. Then I got own, a wrench. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you, you going to say? Are you just going to say? Do you not own a, a wrench? Is that what you were going to say? No, vice grip pliers. The, that would be the tool for that job. Oh, okay. Because I tried a wrench and I was trying to <laughs> squeeze. You know the little metal part that you turn to make the. You can't. You can't twist it hard enough to get it uh, All gripped. Right. I, I know. I know what I need to get Ari right now. All right. Everybody get some sleep. Seven a.m. Eastern time is when this begins in earnest. We will be with you tomorrow night. It will be a special edition of Stars Matter. Mitch Light, Ari Wasserman, some jackass named Andy. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>